Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again about swapping to Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Liz- Thomas. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am enters. You don't have to read that part. Yeah. And... Lucy Thomas. And... Oh, Brendan Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Good start, guys. Yeah. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 1980 comedy, Oh Heavenly Dog, starring Chevy Chase, Jane Seymour, and Omar Sharif, where a private detective is murdered and then is reincarnated as a dog in order to solve his own murder. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face Off. So. On to Oh Heavenly Dog. This is usually the part where I ask a question about the film in order to get the conversation started, but not today. Today, all I can do is start with an apology. This is the <laughs> biggest piece of shit that we have ever watched for this show, and I am truly sorry to have put you through this. <laughs> um, can you guys ever forgive me? I, I I think we've probably watched worse than this. All I can say, Paul, is goodbye doesn't mean we has to be the end. Fading dreams grow cold as ice. So, Haven't you heard that song enough? It was on in the film like 10 times. So I looked up some trivia because Paul said he didn't have much time. So I looked some up. Chevy Chase said this is, he considers this his worst film and he's never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like he's been we- in some pieces of shit. So <laughs> See, I feel like filming it, you wouldn't have had a real you wouldn't really have felt how bad the film is because a lot of it is about the pacing mm. and how laborious it is to watch it. And I, I've had a pretty tough week and like work and everything. And I'm pretty emotionally, physically spent. There were moments in this film that I started crying because I was so bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't know if I've ever cried out of boredom before. <laughs> this film is the first time that it's happened to me. I hate this film so much. Yeah, look, it wasn't great. And I think, like, it is a sin to make a whodunit and for it to be super boring. It's like, isn't it supposed to be exciting? Like, figuring out who did it? I, I remember- like. Oh, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I, I had a similar experience with... Um- the movie clicked with uh, what's his name? Why can't I don't know. Adam Sandler. Click, click, yeah, click, click, click. Like uh, when I I first asked Katrina out, my my now wife, like she turned me down, and I remember I was like devastated. And then I watching Click of all films, and I'm like crying <laughs> from the the emotional cues. <laughs> You're like, damn you, Adam Sandler. <laughs> But I get it with like click. It was it was made to make you cry, and I cried in click. 
Um, you know, am I the only one out of us three that cry didn't cry? Click. Click? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this film was not made to make you cry. This film was supposed to make you laugh and be interested in a whodunit. <laughs> hey, what the fuck was going on in this film? Like, I know now that I've watched it, I know who the killer was, but I zoned out so many times that I could not tell you why the fuck he killed. The person and why she like her relation to anybody else in this film. I, think I it could was, not tell he, you anything. He was having an affair and it was a political. He was political and so it was a <laughs> it was a scam a scandal. So they had to kill her to like so she couldn't tell. Is that correct? How how often were you on your phone? Do you know I actually had to like pretty much lock it in a box, be like concentrate, Lucy, concentrate. <laughs> yeah, I Imagine, fell asleep, like- so I heard that song like six times rather than the four times that it was on there. I was falling asleep, and then I like pumped up the air conditioning in my house, had a coffee, had an ice cream, like anything I could do to keep me away. <laughs> Yep. Um, Was the song that you were singing before, was that the Elton John one? And I got a feeling we will meet again. Okay, better not say that. When we return to paradise. Sorry, I'm I'm going to overlay the song to make it sound better. Something I will (laughs) say about this movie is it opened with that Paul McCartney song. Maybe it's a Wings song. And I was Wings, here. Yeah. I was here for I, it. I, I actually the shazam bass it. Line, like, yeah. The baseline at the start was, I was like, <laughs> yeah. is this like some Blade Runner shit? This is like, what <laughs> is Runner. this, this baseline? And then, yeah, it was Wings. Classic. Love it. Um, you know, that, that by far the best thing about this whole film was that Wings song. Yes. I added it to my playlist. So, I like <laughs> the song. I've been listening to it as well. Um, yeah. and do you think like all the money got channeled into like giving Elton John and, um, like Paul McCartney money to use their songs and they just didn't like bother with story or anything else? I, as, I as someone who it. also did very little research, but have a little tidbit, <laughs> I, I found out that the director of these film, this film is also the director of all the Benji series. Like this, this director mm-hmm. pretty much is exclusively dog like films. Like a dog movie, yeah, guy. Yeah, his story is, like, very, like, grassroots. You know, everyone was turning him down. He had this Benji film, and so he, like, got it funded himself and, yeah, distributed it, and it became, like, three of the best movies of all time, and this was, like, the first film- That wasn't- Yeah, that he didn't pay for, <laughs> so it was, like, a real, like- <laughs> lucky, yeah, lucky uh, yeah. shot for him. Um, I'm pretty sure until recently, the Benji movies- were the highest grossing independently funded movies ever made. How about like he that? was he was like a powerhouse producer and he just did it all in his own like everything he just sourced himself. He was like the original Blair Witch project was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, are you like on strike from doing the plot? Uh, yeah, who like the plot I was, is I the thinking, guy. <laughs> I, I was really looking forward to Paul laying it out. So I yeah, could I needed a happened. summary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, no, we could do. We could do the thirty second. Plot okay, summary. because then after that we need to talk about the dog. Okay, <laughs> ready? Here we go. Chevy Chase is a, a private detective. He's uh, asked to protect this woman he goes over to her house and then he gets stabbed and she's dead as well then he goes to heaven they tell him he has to come back but he can only come back as a dog because the woman tries to fuck him in heaven and then when he uh becomes a dog he sexually assaults jane seymour and then um solves the murder because he finds a necklace in an envelope the end oh that's great wow um so was he a private detective (laughs) <laughs> I think I it think said it so. on the door. I think it said it on the door. Yeah, so why and- did he have to protect mm. this woman? Like, what was his- Well, that's what he was saying. Like, when Omar Sharif came to him, yeah, he's like, we need you. And he's like, I'm a private detective, not a security guard. And he's like, here's a lot of money. Protect her. Yeah. I don't understand why that all happened, though. Yeah. Like, did they ever explain why Omar Sharif chose him to protect him? Why did he cho- want someone to come protect him? No. Like, I, don't- I don't understand. No. Like, if he was going to kill her, why would he want someone else around? Mm, I don't get it. 
Yeah, especially because he doesn't make Chevy Chase the patsy for the for the crime. He's trying to pin it on someone else. Yeah, that is hugely mm. puzzling. What? What actually? That's very odd. <laughs> Do you think there was like explanations, but we all were just so zoned out? I had no. Nah, <laughs> I I I have so many like all my notes, which aren't heaps because <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> all but it was four just things that I wrote down. Constantly questions of like you know so, like wait. <laughs> so, so for people at home, the the uh, premise of this swap is our uh, classic. Uh, heaven is a bureaucracy, and yeah. they go to heaven, and there's a mix up or something like that. Wait, but I didn't get the mix up. <laughs> like, was there a mix up? No, no sorry, sorry. He said wanted to, to, to advance. It said to advance to either like heaven or hell. You need to serve, solve your own murder. But it's like, but not everyone gets murdered. So what? Uh- well, and yeah, it was like, like so why we'll does he have you- to solve his own murder? Like, Yeah, we'll give you a host body so you can go down on Earth and fulfill your final assignment. And so, they gave him this, do- well, like, the, the mix-up of the dog's body. I think and it was like, had- they were like, we've got a body for you. It's going to take about seven weeks. And he's like, what? No, i got to do that now. And so, he skipped the queue. Yeah. But was assigned a dog because that's all they had kind of thing. Mm. I think- <laughs> Paul is either <laughs> but- frozen or has just is looking so confused. <laughs> and he's the one who he just finished watching this movie. He is the freshest. <laughs> this is this is neither here nor there because the the question, the biggest question is why does he have to solve his own murder? Like they know everything. Like there's there's the, the Higgins, the god of this of this universe. Like he knows who's killed him. Like like also the the woman who died with him, she probably saw the person who murdered herself. Like, why can't she just be like, hey, like, and what are they doing with that information? It's just yeah, it's really- like giving him an activity for no fucking reason. Like, it's just like keeping a kid busy until like nighttime other, or something. Yeah. The other thing is like your time's up. It is like, why is his time up? Like, the dog's <laughs> not dead. Like. And you can turn no, that will into a human being and into a dog. So why not just let him do it in a human body? It'd be so much more effective. <laughs> Nothing about this was thought out. It yeah. is so but like every fucking scene just went for so long. And there were scenes where nothing happened. There were scenes where dogs were just <laughs> walking around rooms where nothing was happening. Okay, though, the dog. Okay, what What did I'm you read, Brendan? Yeah, what did you read? You, you go first. Oh, no, like there, there, there was enough outtakes and uh, extra footage that they made a 30-minute film to go along with this, like called Benji at Work or something like that. So okay, they had that such I would aimless watch. shit that they could just- That I would watch because that dog deserves an Academy Award. Oh, that poor dog. He gets constantly abused in this film. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> that, dog, down that, that, dog, that dog looked sad. Yeah. Like, it scared me. That was like the distressing. I yeah. was distressed in those scenes. Yeah. That, like, but those, the dog that was dog, so like- cute and beautiful and amazing. Like, you could put a pencil in its mouth and, and dial a telephone from the yeah. 80s. And, like, it wasn't a puppet. That dog did that. <laughs> yeah. The dog is very cute, but it did feel like the dog was being mistreated. It did Like, look that sad. dog's tail, the yeah. tail was between its legs. It was shaking. We saw it literally get thrown down a flight of stairs. Okay. We saw it getting like uh, when its uh, arm is being gripped held by its arm and you can hear like, the yelping uh, and stuff. Oh. Okay, so here's another thing I read. Apparently because he was so intense, like the way that he acted. Did you read this, Brendan? Look at us trying <laughs> no. to do our homework. Okay, so um Omar Sharif, so intense. That's his name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So intense actor like whatever. The dog was really scared of him. <laughs> like, it would bark at him all the time and it, it didn't want to cooperate. And that a lot of the times, like, sometimes they had to, like, get a body double when they could. And so the dog could do its scenes <laughs> without him in the room because it was so afraid of him. He's like another Imagine- Jared Leto. Like, <laughs> I had to abuse the dog. It's a part of my character. What's that? What's Jared Leto done? Oh, God. Uh, he's just known uh, for, like, trying to be a method yeah. actor. Yeah, when he was it's like, on the you're not Suicide Daniel Squad. Day Lewis, just sit yeah. down. Yeah, when he was Joker in the Suicide Squad, he would like male Margot Robbie like use condoms and stuff just to freak her out and he what was a just loser. A piece of shit. What a fucking loser. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, and so here's another thing I found out. This is yeah. like an uncredited remake, and I love if somebody just put this on the IMD page, IMDb page and it's not real. So of a movie called You Never Can Tell. Is this on the list, Paul? No. <laughs> Where in which a murdered <laughs> dog returns to Earth as a human to that find out- That sounds way better. <laughs> But like, <laughs> when is a dog murdered? Like, what it- Why was a dog murdered? Yeah. But like, is that when a dog gets put down? Like, is that a murder? Or- you could stab a dog. Is right? it real? Is it real, Paul? <laughs> I've never heard of this film. But wait, will, just think- Is it a real movie, though? You never can tell? It's from could- the 50s, apparently. But could, could you imagine if that was the movie? Like, then we have, like, a human who can interact with people rather than- uh, like a dog just blankly staring while Chevy Chase puts some like vanilla quip over the top of it. Like it would have been so much more interesting to see a man act like a dog trying to solve a murder. Um, maybe that was the original idea, and Chevy was like, "I fucking hate this concept. I don't want to do this. You got to switch the parts, man. <laughs> Bring a dog in, and I'll just do the voiceover because I'm not doing it." The voiceover was so. Awful though. Have it, you it found just rambling though, shit? Yeah. Have you found though? I feel like these these old movies that we've been watching that have the voiceover. It's like the rules were different. It's like yeah, it can be really boring and slow. That's that's fine. Don't worry about it. Like we've got a dog <laughs> dialing a fucking phone. Look look over here. Like you don't need yeah. And like, was this a kids' film? Because there was some, like, inappropriate ass shit in this film. Yeah, that's the other thing. This, like, the the tone of this film. I'm not sure who the audience was. Because, yeah, yeah. like you said, we've got the dog, like, trying to molest the, the owner. Um, and then also yeah. people okay, being so, literally stabbed. And So, you never can tell is a real movie. Ex-army dog yeah. named, named King inherits a fortune from his eccentric millionaire owner. Should King die, the fortune will pass to the, the land. Yeah, this it, sounds great. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah, real. Yeah, it's I'm at it. I'm at it. It's from the real. 50s. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one. Yeah. Because um, we've done a lot of dog swaps, so we haven't done reverse swaps. Yeah. yeah I like just felt so dog. sad for this little doggy. Oh, I just- and, uh, all right. So another thing is the guy, the, the um, Chevy Chase and the other woman were murdered and was it a day later he's returning, or was it a couple of days later? I don't know. Regardless, why is the murderer <laughs> still in the house, like, hanging about? <laughs> like, you murder someone, you leave. Like, I, I just but didn't know, you know why he was that there, people besides that murder, watching the dog. People that murder for, like, enjoyment often revisit the scene of the crime. It, like, excites them. But then when he does return to the scene of his crime, he finds the dog there investigating the crime scene. <laughs> But, like, if you walk in and there's a dog investigating a crime scene, you would be like, you'd go up to- I feel like you would- you wouldn't just peek through the door. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And go up to the dog. Yeah. Like, it was just very bizarre. Um, and you want to like, know what else was- why was he hiding from the dog? Do you want to know what else was bizarre in this movie? It had a fucking lightsaber in it. Yeah. They had a lightsaber <laughs> joke for some reason. Yeah. They've, but like, it's because of I'm all the sure movies. Joe Camp, I thought I'm sure Joe Camp, the director, was like, "Okay, 20th Century Fox owns, uh, like, is producing my film. What properties do they own that I can exploit? Oh, Star Wars that came out a few years ago. Let's do a lightsaber joke. Yeah, really <laughs> I mean, weird. Look, look. That being said, uh, this year or last year, sorry, we had the film Free Guy, which did the exact same thing for no reason at all. Disney were like, oh, we own Star Wars. Let's have him just pull out a lightsaber for no reason. But, like, I feel and like it made it a bit exactly more sense than this. Like, what did the guy use it for in heaven? What did he use it for? To uh, point, to point at, a at a screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'd forgive um, it if it was funny, but, you know. So, the beginning of this film is, like, 15 minutes of Credits? Chevy Chase wander- <laughs> wandering around in the rain mm. trying to get a taxi. <laughs> and getting rejected. Like, I was like, why is this happening? And then eventually, after the 15 minutes, he just happens to walk past his friend who then was like, get in my car. And it's like, why did we have to go through that whole 15 minutes of him not finding a taxi? Like, what Do you think they were just trying plot? to really tell you that it wasn't in America? I, I don't know. But then, so then the friend is this like gay stereotype guy 
who's cracking onto Chevy Chase and not just cracking onto him, about literally it. Literally grabs his dick. And yeah. then and then that guy dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did he die? Because then all of a sudden he's ca- a cat and he's like, yeah, I'm dead now too. Now, now like- I know you guys weren't paying attention because he t- clearly stated that after he dropped him off, he went down a street, a one-way street and got hit by a truck. So, you yeah, just no, got to pay yeah, attention yeah, yeah. to the nuances no, of this film. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> why did he have to die? Like, that just seems like such an unnecessary yeah, that, thing. Okay. And that also- cat character was- Completely unnecessary. Like, yeah, what, what was that conversation? Gonna, like, and then I thought they were going to team up and like solve the crime <laughs> together. It's like no. somebody that you know is also in this animal world. What, why wouldn't you <laughs> hang out with them again? But then him as a cat still tries to fuck him as a dog. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another scene where I think they applied that they did fuck. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, I didn't realize it was you. Like <laughs> from out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like cats and dogs fucking. Like this is what's in this film. Up is down, day is one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, like, and and gay interspecies sex. Like they they were hitting everything <laughs> they could. Yeah. Like the other thing was uh, the the killer is like chasing the dog down the street, and he comes to an alleyway, and the dog is turned back uh, into Chevy Chase for a moment. And the killer comes around the corner and is like, have you seen a dog? And he gives him some dumb story about him running up a wall. How does the killer not go, wait a second, did I kill you a few days ago? Yeah. (laughs) Didn't I hire you? I hired you, gave you a bunch of money, then killed you. And I don't recognize you three days later. (laughs) Oh, this movie. But back to him as a dog trying to have sex with Jane Seymour. (laughs) Like, (laughs) first, the first thing, like- this is very true to our swap films that the first thing he does is look his, at his dick as a dog and he's upset with how small, small it is. Small it is. <laughs> um, but then, like, immediately he's, like, nuzzling his face into her boobs, um, saying uh, when she's patting him, he says, if this keeps going, I'm going to get into some deep perverted trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then. The grossest scene of all. She, yeah, when she decides to have a shower and he, like, is perving on her and then jumps into the shower and then it just cuts to the next scene. What happened there? No, the worst scene was when she actually had a bath with a dog. I was like, that's the most disgusting thing I could think of is being in a bath water with a dog. It it, <laughs> it actually reminded me a lot of the scene in Birth. <laughs> Oh yes. God. <laughs> Please, God, no. Do you no, think this, this is was an more inspiration? of a sanitary sort of <laughs> issue of awkwardness? I was like, ugh. Like a, yeah, like- but she was like lifting up her leg and that dog was staring right down her. <laughs> Don't go that far. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, the bit where like he... The dog was nuzzling into Jane Seymour's boobs and, you know, the the yeah. voiceover is all crude or whatever. I actually think that dog was like, will you protect me, Jane Seymour? <laughs> like, am I safe with you? They've been mistreating me. Are you going to bring me Sharif is- <laughs> Omar Sharif has been hitting me in between <laughs> takes. <laughs> I guess, like, you know, if you were a dog and th- he did have to act super intensely to him, like, always be staring at him and running after him or whatever, the dog would be like, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> Just trying to nuzzle into yeah. Jane Seymour's boobies over here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do we think, though, that, like, do you think that dogs should just straight out not be used in movies? Because I know, like, recently there was that Harrison Ford Call of the Wild where they just CGI'd the dog for the whole film and it just looked weird as fuck. Like, surely there's, like, a a middle ground that, like, where the dog can be happy and (laughs) you can film the film still. I don't know. Yeah, I think that probably in, like, 30 years or whatever... Longer than that. How old is this movie? Uh, I think rules and laws have probably changed a lot over, Mm. like, how long a dog is allowed to work for and what conditions and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I imagine it's probably still not great, but Mm. I've been watching Tiger King. I've been watching Tiger King. Tiger King, don't kill me. Or, no, um, Joe versus Carol. 
Um, yeah. And the, there's, like, not a real cat in that insight, uh, which I imagine was part of the deal for all the people involved mm. were like, uh, you can't exploit wild animals. animals. And they look super <laughs> fake and yeah. good on them. Uh, I think in that instance, that's what you got to do. As opposed to cat people, which I watched uh, on our tenuous the other day, which had, like, them interacting with, like, real leopards. Yeah, like and just, like, I don't know, maybe five <laughs> or six people lost their lives in that. It's not- <laughs> yeah. I don't- have either of you guys ever seen the film Raw from the 80s as well? I've, I've seen elements of it. I haven't seen the whole thing in its entirety. That film is wild. So, you know <sighs> Tippi Hendren from The yes, Birds? Yes, yes. So, she's, like, a, a animal had, activist. Yeah, and she, she had pet, yeah. pet cats, didn't she? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they like made this cat. film. Yeah, they made this film to be, like, hey, you know, lions and tigers and stuff are beautiful creatures and everyone should, like, live in harmony with them. And they filmed this film, like, with hundreds of lions and tigers, but, like, they kept attacking the cast and crew. <laughs> and <laughs> Melanie Griffiths is her daughter and she's yeah, in the Melanie film. Griffiths. And she actually, she her face got attacked by one of the lions doing this film and had to get a facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah. And the film... You see the attacks for real. They keep it's the it most in. stressful. It's the most stressful film you'll you ever watch. It's so amazing. Like it's a must watch. But <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Some things you should not do. I didn't know any better. I'd think you were following me. What me? A dog? Oh, come here. Follow you? <laughs> uh, sorry, I gotta be running along now. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see you later. Hey, let go. Yeah, this son of a bitch is crazy here. He knows something. Oh, let go. You're strangling me. I had a strange feeling. This could be the end of the line. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you heard what we thought of this piece of shit, but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, Brendan. Um, I've done it as a dog before, so I'll do it as Chevy Chase. Do <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, long and drawn out and bored and, like, hating it. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they <laughs> ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. <laughs> Ding. Ding. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good, right, Brendan. So, yeah, I, 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 I got Chevy Chase out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's start with the main man himself Chevy Chase as Browning Hot or not? Lucy, I feel like you're going to have opinions on this Uh, I'm really scared of Chevy Chase Scared? (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like I mean, the rumour is right that he's a complete asshole, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just frightens me Uh, I just feel like he'd be not super fun when they call cut Or even during Um (laughs) So I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like he is attractive here anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't love him. And I was like, never a we were never a Chevy family in my in my family. Yeah, no um, national lampoon. Nah, or- nah, wait, that was not us. I am trying to think yes. of like what is his like. I know national lampoon and Fletch were big things. And Is like it's Saturday Night Live, yeah, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Um, but I feel like he was just doing a lot of cocaine and like being not present to female cast members. <laughs> yeah, Caddyshack, which actually came out the same year as this, and Three Amigos. Like he's, uh, he's got yeah, some heavy yeah, hitters. Definitely. Um, but I think in this film he definitely is attractive. Like he's an attractive guy. Um, I mean, and I guess the character. I don't know. Was the character likable? I don't even know. Like, what did we really know about him? No, but he oh, was I like guess... sexually pervert. Like, he was like so yeah. many inappropriate jokes. Yeah. So I guess he was a bit of a creep. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm gonna give him a hot just because he physically, I'd go there. <laughs> Back then, in the time machine, not 
In, not now. Yes, yes, not current day Chevy Chase. Sorry, Chevy. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> uh, Brendan, hot or not? Uh, Chevy Chase in this? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like when he had the robe on, he had like a bit more of a like a, a member of a cult vibe. And I think he looked mm-hmm. better there than he did in his like wet trench coat, drinking his uh, his cough syrup. Cough syrup, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Pass. All right. So Omar Sharif as Bart. He was really mean. He was really mean to the dog, and he was very scary and a murderer. So he's getting a no. <laughs> Man, I agree. That mustache was too much. It's kind of his deal, though. I didn't hate the mustache. It? <laughs> it was more yeah. like against the murder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like just seeing anyone be that mean to a dog. I just can't yeah. deal with that. Yeah. So not. Um, Don't see John- more. No. Okay. <laughs> John Stride as Alastair Beckett. So he's the politician yeah. Omar Sharif killed for who they were trying to paint as like a sort of a suave like charming man that jane might have been a bit into i think so yeah, i'm interested to hear from you guys okay no, miscast. if that's the guy he was trying to be he should have been like the guy the white-haired guy from mad men you know what i mean like yeah um but and he, he did w- have not he did have nice blue eyes though i thought his eyes were a bit dreamy okay well you and his eyes could go on yeah he had that very aryan Look at that. <laughs> I could see him like maybe 10 years previous to this film, he would have been a definite hot. And now I'm looking at pictures of him when he was a bit younger and he was a hot. But I feel like maybe he was just a bit bit beyond that at this point. <laughs> it's it's a no from me. Sorry. <laughs> Brendan? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to give him a hot, but um, yeah, I, I understand. I understand that you wouldn't. All right, uh, let's finish this off with uh, Jane Seymour as Jackie. Oh, my God. They just, like, don't make women like this anymore. Like, <laughs> what like, on earth? Hair that long? or Oh, yeah. And just, like, all curly. Beautiful and... hair. She was like Beautiful a, hair. She was like a mermaid without a tail. Like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. was, it was nuts, man. She was, she's so pretty. Yeah, she was. I wish I, hmm? I, I, wish I had enough energy to make a Dr. Quinn pun. But yeah, she's beautiful, beautiful lady. Um, oh, she's think? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, bless yeah. you. Brandon. I had no idea who this woman was. I'm I sure the, was adolescent, the adolescent boy in there must have known somehow. Wait, um, why? What's, what's, what's Dr. Quinn known for? I thought it was like a boring TV show. Was it like high erotica or something? She was very hot, right? Was but it? also, oh. I mean, wasn't she? I don't know. I thought it, that might have been like an accessible way for a young boy to like see some cleavage. I don't know. Um, I, but I feel isn't like that probably- like the opposite of that, that era? Like they were like dressed like nuns and stuff? Like- nah, man. She was not dressed as a nun. Oh. And neither was the guy that she used to fall around yeah, with. That, um, can that, that can we just guy. yes, oh the long hair? Can we yeah. just say though? <laughs> I think Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman might be very in very bad taste now. Like just thinking, I back. haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't even remember what it's about, to be honest. Yeah, Why, I because just... it's like during like a, it's like pilgrimage, isn't it? It's like. Yeah, I just uh, feel like there could America be settlers. some there could be some stuff that's yeah, maybe not. Yeah, of course, not- everything is like just yeah. like this film we just watched. There's yeah, <laughs> there's terrible stuff but, everywhere. Um, but yeah, she was like genuine class, beautiful. She deserves so much I better. Loved- she should have been like a bond, a bond, yeah. girl. And some of the outfits she wore, I loved as well. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for so someone good. to say so because I thought yeah. that, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, I I don't know what to say about them, but I was like, oh, there's like some very like. You know, cool outfits for that time. And, and it's fuck like oh, this okay. film yeah, for killing it her. It fucking killed her, yeah, and made yeah. her a cat. So it didn't even make her a dog, so that she could be with Chevy Chase, who is a no, dog anyway. Cats are girls and dogs are boys. <laughs> you can't disprove <laughs> that. Um, girls and gays, gays are cats. cats. <laughs> um, Wait, yeah, it, it, how dare they do that to yeah, her? Yeah, it, it seemed completely unnecessary for her to die. Yeah. Yeah. But at- and that whole like ten minute sex scene between the cat and the dog at the end, I was like, "Why are we watching this?" <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask Lucy because you've got, you've got pets. Like, yeah. uh, which, like, which one would you jump in front of a bullet for? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> uh, it is insane that she jumped, jumped in, in front, front of, of a bullet, bullet for a dog. <laughs> yeah, my cats are a nightmare. I'm not gonna like they're very sweet, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I might just be looking, you, if they, looking if the they, other way. <laughs> if they get offended by that, you can be like, "I'm a mother now." Like, I, I, I can't be. Jumping in front of bullets for you. You're old enough to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just on a, a un, sort of unrelated side note, do you remember in the in memoriam at the Oscars, Jay, um, Jamie Lee Curtis had a dog, a puppy in her arms? Mm-hmm. Do you know Does that who adopted anything? that puppy? Did you see who adopted the puppy? Dr. I- Quinn. <laughs> no. What? No. John, John John Travolta adopted the puppy. Okay, so, so number one, now, he, no. I, there was I had no idea there was a dog in anyone's arms. Yeah, the, oh, you didn't watch the In Memoriam. Um, I think my heart was still like pul- had fallen pul- pumping. <laughs> pulsing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I like had hysterical blindness still at that stage because it was not far away from the yeah. thing, and um, you know, like. Oh, bloody Paul, um, Bill Murray had done a whole thing about Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. and I was just like, my ears were still ringing. Like, I just, <laughs> I did not take in a single thing that happened. Who, was there a okay. song? What? Yeah, I don't remember the yeah, so, so, so in the Betty White section, they started singing, like, thank you for being my friend. Oh, my God. And then Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis came out. And she's like, Betty White loved animals. So, the best thing you could do to honor her memory is adopt a little puppy like this one. And then apparently John Travolta took the dog and made it a Scientologist. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was like, yay. Oh, no. Has to go and like work on that ship for eternity or whatever the fuck they have to do. Oh, it's you. Higgins told me you were coming. I know that voice. I know that voice. It's me, dummy. Kitty, kitty. I'm a returnable too. Freddy? I'm afraid so. You mean I can hear you think? The Lord works in mysterious ways. But then doesn't everybody up there? Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of Oh Heavenly Dog from across the interwebs. So, this one's from Spaghetti Noir on Letterboxd, who gives it one and a half stars. And they say, Chevy Chase returns from the dead as a dog to make bad dick jokes fuck Jane Seymour, and solve his own murder. This was made for kids and is currently part of the Disney library. Oh, God. <laughs> so, wait, is it, what is it rated even? I, I even... I think it's, like, PG in America. The real... Ah, the poor kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. not even for the, like, you know, the questionable material. It's more the boredom. Like, do you imagine you, you I, get movie night and you're so pumped yeah. and then they put this <laughs> shit on? That sucks. It... It's funny, like, I've saw a lot of reviews of people saying, like, I watched this as a kid and loved it. What the fuck was wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> Professor Jubjub on Letterboxd gave it one star, and they say, so interspecies dog fucking is cool when it's Chevy Chase? <laughs> I don't think it was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you Listeners, if you think it's cool, let us know. Check us an email. Um, what would, like, a Frederick- dog cat baby be called? Like a liger, cat- would it be a cog? A cog? A cog? Is wasn't there a show like cat cat dog? Cat dog, wasn't there yeah. A show? One Sunday with a wolf and a purr, a baby was born and it caused a little stir. Come on, maybe that was a sequel to this movie. But don't you know, Paul? That was about a dog and cat that were concertinaed together and could stretch all the way around the world if they wanted to. Don't you remember? I used to watch it, but I cannot remember one detail about it. Oh, my God. I, I could do it. the whole theme song. <laughs> I could do the whole theme song right now. And then, like, after it was Rocco's Modern Life would be on TV. Yeah. I would say yeah. uh, Cat Dog was the, like, tipping point for, for Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it was good, but that song oh, okay, is cool. imprinted on my mind. No blue buddy, no free art rock. Thank yeah, you. Feline, canine, little cat dog. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now we're done. <laughs> um. So this one's finally we've got one from Frederick Alley who gives it no star rating, but they say I'm not saying that everyone involved in making this movie took drugs, but I'm not surprised they made it in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I, I was there anyone who had a dr- good thing to say about it? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I feel like whatever drug they were taking was one that like really slowed you down. Whatever mm. that drug is. <laughs> right, I thought like, Chevy was uh, all about the cocaine and um if if they were on cocaine, at least there'd be some, some taste. Energy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Will you cut that out? Sorry, didn't recognize the tail. Smooth talker. Let's get to tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So I'll start. My connection is Omar Sharif, who played the villain Bart. And I just wanted to remind people that this he is one of the greats and he had a very illustrious career before he made this piece of shit. <laughs> um, and I wanted to call out one of his best movies which was the 1968 musical Funny Girl starring Barbara Streisand. Have either of you guys seen this? I have, yes. I don't even know who this man is outside (laughs) of this film. (laughs) And apparently that is like a really, that's really bad. Shameful thing. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to discover his back catalogue, I would say, you know, yeah, obviously this film did not give me. Please (laughs) make Brendan in a tenuous episode watch. Funny girl. <laughs> What's funny girl? Oh, sorry. You were about to say. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I guess it's kind of got Mrs. Maisel vibes, which is something that Brennan loves because like, yeah. it's about, it's a period movie. Even at the time it was a period movie uh, about a true life comedian, female comedian um, called Fanny Bryce um, has very iconic songs in the movie. Um if you are a Glee fan, they did many of these songs. Um, and there was a season where Rachel uh, played uh, the lead in Funny Girl on Wait, Broadway. is this a, a, a musical? Yes. This is okay. why I'm saying you got to make him watch it. I already watched a musical, Paul. <laughs> One, I'm not going to make you watch it. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a beautifully made movie. Very fun, enjoyable, just a... It's just good. It's yeah. just good. Just watch it's it. It's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Funny Girl starring Barbara Streisand. Give it a go. Lucy. Um, so, I kind of, like, went on strike. I, I was like, I'm this movie was so shit. It doesn't deserve <laughs> me to pour through everyone's, um, you know, I'm just not doing it. Um, so, I went super root one. And, uh, you know, the first minute of the movie is that. Wing song, Paul Wing McCartney. Song. Yeah. So I am doing um Wings. <laughs> Yeah, the back catalogue, baby. No. Um I am doing the um Beatles documentary that's just come out this year, last year, this year. Yeah. Um, Get Back. And I can't wait to make one of you watch a six plus hour <laughs> documentary with all of which I have seen. Um have either of you watched it? I don't know. I don't you no, the length, the length put me off, Be- to be honest. Are either of you Beatles fans? Uh, I really don't like the Beatles. <laughs> like, like, I like their songs on, I'm just like, Ugh. I like the Beatles, but I'm not obsessive about the Beatles. Like, if a Beatles song is on, I like it, but yeah. I would skip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel bad for you, Brendan, because it means you don't, like, have love in your heart. Um <laughs> You know, like arguably one of the greatest bands in the whole wide world, and this is like unearthed uh, footage. You know that Paul hadn't even seen in like on in- a whole. Like there are songs that I I I can get down with that. Lady Madonna, you know. Okay, whatever, man. <laughs> um, so when, when we. When yeah. we were young, we weren't allowed to listen to the Beatles in my house because bigger than Jesus. Um, my dad, yeah, my dad. Was upset about that because they were too sexy. Yeah, he actually had a a vinyl of Let It Be, and when he found out about the bigger than Jesus thing, he lit it on fire. Oh no, that would be probably worth money now. Anyway, so I mean, (laughs) this this documentary is of that era. It's uh, of Mm -hmm. that album, and it's kind of like the winding down of the Beatles. And yeah, all this footage um, that you know just sort of sat unwatched for however long and it was like painstakingly like lovingly restored i i think maybe brendan could appreciate it for that that 
Uh, the technical prowess on restoring it, I've heard about, and just even the the um, because they only had like this really fuzzy mono soundtrack on mm. this footage because it was only mm. like shitty cameras, and they've managed to extrapolate every single element out of it and yeah. create a HD sounding surround sound yeah it's incredible and like to look at it is amazing and there's so many goosebump moments in it you know of them just it's just like a bunch of friends just like goofing around and accidentally writing some of the greatest music so that there is that but then there's also the thing of obviously you know john lennon and george harrison aren't alive anymore and there they are and it's they're like in crisp hd and you know you can hear their voices so beautifully and they're just mucking around, like Paul's doing a Scottish accent. He sings one of his songs and like the whole song in a Scottish accent. Um, it just, I think for Ringo and Paul, it just would have been like a, like a ghost or something. Like it, it, it would have been incredible for them. Like I got chills. Um, so, um, yeah, I really liked it. And, you know, if you've got a spare six hours, just pop it on. (laughs) What's your recommendation, Brendan? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got for us, Brendan? Okay. So, the film I am going to be recommending is called Greener Grass. It's a sort of a horror comedy, I guess, uh, about like suburban soccer mum life. Do you know anything about this one, Paul? Have you? Uh, I really want to watch it. Um, It's by the makers of Pen15. Which is enough wow. for me to really want to yeah, watch it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I saw the uh, the original short for it and found it hilarious. And so when I heard they were making the film, I was like, oh, sick! This this film, uh, very much like a weird sort of tone that is very unique. But I don't know if everyone will get into it. But I loved it, and it's basically about these uh, these soccer mums who are just trying to live suburban life, trying to keep up with each other. And, you know, their son turns into a dog and they just have to raise it as a dog. And it's, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this film. You say um, the son turned into a, the son turned into a dog? Yeah. He fell into the pool and he came out as a dog. That's a well, bo- should I, should we do this for the show then? That's a boy It's swap. a very, it's so minor part of the, the, the film. <laughs> that- Paul made us fucking watch pretty cool. And that was. <laughs> It, that swap didn't come in. I, I, would, I would love to do this because, it's, <laughs> uh, like I said, it's a very interesting film to me, and I I really got into it. But I wonder if it's one of those films where it's just not going to hit everyone, sort of, you know, in the right spot. Yeah, it could be another detention. But yeah, it oh, does yeah. a really good. It really <laughs> does a really good job of making like just suburban life feel like a horror film. Um, but also, I found it, you know, ludicrously funny as well. So. Uh, highly recommend it. I, I'm looking at the cast at the moment. I noticed that Jim Cummings is in it. So I didn't Ooh. even know that. I want to watch uh, it. Yeah. Come on, Paul, please. <laughs> <laughs> We're not watching it next episode, unfortunately. Um, cool. All right. So if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we've reviewed on the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put Oh Heavenly Dog on our lists? So I've already stated it. This is going last on this my is list. Your, uh, see, Paul, I felt Underneath the exact same way when I was watching the Christmas it. Switch. You were <laughs> like, but I think I I must just be so wrapped up in the moment that a lot of films have gone to the bottom, such as Mama Boy, that don't deserve to be there. <laughs> <laughs> like Mama Boy, I would watch again a hundred times before I watch this film. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm going to put it in between the Christmas swap and Sam. So it's like all the way at the bottom, but it's not the worst. I, I mean, I agree. Like, I'm glad it's towards the bottom. Mm. But looking at your bottom ones, Sam, Sex Trip and Mama Boy, I would all watch before I watch this I one hated again. Sam so Damn. much, though. I hated it. It, it, that, it gave me, like, chills. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> like, if anyone ever made me watch that movie again, it would... Uh, Poor Mel Brooks' <laughs> son. Um, so, where, where's your oh, final I'm sure ranking? His life has just been so hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting it between pretty cool and a Christmas trade. So, next episode, um, I thought we'd go something a bit topical, something somebody that's been in the news a bit lately, and that's uh, Bruce Willis. So, there's been oh, the uh, announcement. There's been the announcement that he um, is retiring. 
Um, and uh, unfortunately, he's going through some medical problems. And because of that, he hasn't been able to like read his scripts for a long time. So for the last few years, all his performances have been get being fed through a earpiece while he's filming his films. Is that true? And he's, wow. Yeah. And he's been filming like back to back straight to video movies just so he can make as much money as he can before he retired. Yeah, I feel so very I thought, two wow. ways about this, but yeah, it is, yeah. Just, it is very sad. But and it so is sad. That, so I thought this is that age swap one where his younger self comes back. Is that no? Oh. No, that's the kid. I don't think that's a swap. I think the kid just comes back and he hangs out with him. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. So this is his 2009 oh, sci-fi. Well, no. <laughs> Looper. <laughs> no surrogate. Where I thought I would a- never have to watch this again. I'm scared. <laughs> oh, you've seen it already. What. I've never seen it. Uh, so, so in surrogates, fuck, how am I gonna? S- you, you, you threw me out. <laughs> would you like me to give you the explanation? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, this uh, film stars Bruce Willis, where in a futuristic world where humans live in isolation and interact through surrogate robots, a cop is forced to leave his home for the first time in years in order to investigate the murders of other surrogates. Mm. So, it's a cool premise. I- I've never but- heard of it. Yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry, did I ruin it a bit for you guys? (laughs) So, yeah, it's got... Yeah, so it's got Rosamund Pike in it, who's having a bit of a moment at the moment, so... Mm. That's Gone um, Girl? Yeah. Mm. Uh, So, I thought it'd be interesting to revisit an earlier part of his career. Um, And, like, the trailer definitely gave me, like, exchange vibes, which I know we all had a bit of fun with, so... (laughs) Uh, surely it will be better paced than this piece of shit. So that's for sure. Uh, that's not. That's yeah. like saying like surely the sky will be blue tomorrow. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, until then, don't be a piece of shit on the ground. DPW and review us on iTunes or Spotify. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was your host. Brendan Levi. What? I'm the host now. Took it over. See you later. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Does that mean we're not doing surrogates next week? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. The Swellcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.